0: Hello, and welcome to the G2 Podcast. Thank you very much. Good evening. Um, How are you? Is everybody all right? Thank you, Jacob. That's the spirit. (laughs) Okay, so uh, a couple of months ago, Ellie and I and some friends were on holiday And usually, when we go on holiday, we stay in hostels because we're at that stage of life. Uh, (laughs) This time, we're in a hotel, quite a nice hotel, and being in a uh, more of a uh, fancy establishment, uh, they served breakfast here. What a luxury. (laughs) Uh, And it wasn't just any breakfast. It was kind of cooked to order, all-you-can-eat breakfast. Uh, Really exciting. So the way it kind of works is the waiter would come to you. You'd have the menu, and you could order anything off the menu and as many things as you wanted off the menu. And we each started ordering, and Ellie orders some things, and then I ordered like a large breakfast. We are in the Middle East, so everything's like got hummus, so I ordered a big, a big breakfast and I think a side of yogurt, probably. And then our friend Tim starts ordering, and he also orders the big breakfast. And then a hummus dish. And then an omelet. And then he just keeps going and going and going and going. And I'm not sure if you get that feeling of, like, secondhand embarrassment when something like this happens, when you're, like, kind of trying to hide away from the waiter and at the same time trying to, like, signal to Tim that he's surpassed, like, polite level of ordering uh, for an all-you-can-eat breakfast. Um, And then the food comes and... um, there's Tim with his three different drinks and his five plates of food. Uh, and there we are, each with our, with our one dish and a sad side of yogurt. Uh, the reality is that the waiter didn't mind at all. He served us all with the same smile and gave us all the same good wishing, wishes for our, to enjoy our food. Uh, and then trying to contain my jealous, uh, jealousy, I, I tried some of Tim's food. And God, it was good. It was nice to try so many different uh, different things. Now, recently, I've been thinking about prayer and how we pray as a church, how we pray in our small groups, and how I pray individually as well. And I realized that sometimes I approach God the same way I approached the waiter. I, I, I limit my order. And I'm embarrassed to ask for too much. I wonder if maybe you feel the same. In 1 Chronicles 4.10, we read of Jabez and his prayer. Have any of you heard of Jabez from the Chronicles? That makes him sound like a reporter. He's not. Jabez from the Bible in First Chronicles. Have any of you heard of him? Holly has. That's great. Uh, a few of us have. Uh, if you haven't, you're forgiven uh, he, only features, uh, he only features in, in two verses uh, in the Bible, so he's not mentioned loads, so that's okay. But in stark contrast uh, to my little small polite prayer, uh, the Bible tells us that Jabez called upon the Lord, called upon the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand, hand might be with me. And that you keep me from harm, so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. Great. Amen. Now notice when Jabez prayed, he didn't just ask for for one polite dish with a sad side of yogurt. He was on the offense with his prayer. And some of the things he asked were no no small asks either. So he asked for, for four things. Uh, in total first thing he asks is that God would bless him. He asks for the real supernatural blessing of God, something that us as humans can can only but wish for, but god um, God can command it. then second, he asks that God would enlarge his territory, and i don 't think this means only in the, in the sense of a geographical expansion, um, but I think it's also that God would, would increase the territory of his heart. What a beautiful prayer. Something maybe, maybe we should think about as well. Uh, number three, he prays that God's hand might be with him and for that God would keep him from pain, uh, which is also a bit of an allusion to, to his name because uh, Jabez means pain giver or sorrow maker. Uh, and it's, it's also, uh, also similar to the Lord's prayer, isn't it? Um, deliver us from evil. Now, notice also that at the end of this prayer, um, God doesn't say, hmm, you're asking for a couple too many things. Uh, that's not what God does it all. In, inste- instead, instead, God just says, done. In John 4, 7, there's this story of a Samaritan woman by a well uh, that you might know. And Jesus asks her for water and in shock, in disbelief, in disgust, uh, because it was unlawful for a Jew to even talk with a, with a Samaritan woman. She exclaims, why are you even talking to me? Never mind asking me for water. And Jesus replies and he says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. You would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And then the woman says, sir, you don't even have a cup. How are you going to get water? And clearly completely misses the point. Uh, She has not yet realized who she's talking to. But we do. We do know who we're talking to. And yet too often, our our prayers are, are small, polite, and really, frankly, just sound like complaining sessions half the time. They often sound like, these people at work are getting on my nerves. The weather is bad. My back's been hurting. The dog doesn't like me. My, my goldfish is depressed. God, do something. This is, this is a reactive prayer. This is praying in defense mode. The truth is that God already knows our problems. James 4.2 says, You do not have because you do not ask God wants us he calls us to ask him for what we really want him to do keep in mind that that no and wait are still answers but we should play on the defense as on the offense instead we should pray big like Jabez and ask for the whole breakfast the truth is that the freedom we've been given It's large, it's God sized, it's God powered. But still, we choose to live in a human sized, small freedom. So why don't we remember who it is we're talking to and step into this freedom? Because when you remember who you're talking to, you can get bold in your prayers, you can take the limit off of God. You can pray for things that don't even make sense in our our small, restrictive human minds, human logics. You can pray for things that seem, things that are impossible, because that's what faith is. If we think about the last few weeks, could Abraham have become the father of all nations on his own? Or sure, could could Abraham have become the father of all nations with any human help? no. Not by a long shot. So what are we going to do? Are we going to ask for water? Are we going to order one dish and go? Or are we going to realize who's putting those dreams in our heads and ask for more? Ask for the whole menu. Ask for the real, powerful, life-changing and life-giving living water. Just at the end of the of the summer ho- summer holidays, I started deliberately praying these these silly prayers these things that don 't make sense these things that can 't really happen and we don 't have time to go into this uh, at all right now, but the provision has has been incredible uh, if you 're interested, ask me how this has, has shaped and changed my last few months um, after after the service but my challenge for each of you today is, is exactly that, to pray big, bold, dangerous prayers with faith and with expectation. For most of us, maybe we need to, we need to start with a prayer just asking God to unlock our minds, to think that big. If you're anything uh, like me, we've, we've put human limits and human logic on, on God for so long that it's, even, it's hard to even think like that in the first place. But imagine where we will be, imagine where where you will be and where we will be as a church in 10 years' time if we all start praying bold, ridiculous prayers today. So, my challenge for you is to eat to your heart's content, to order the whole menu, to not go the rest of your life asking for water when you can have fresh, supernatural, living water for free. Amen? Amen. All right. So I'd like us to, to take a few minutes to, to respond to this um, by putting this in practice, by starting to pray these, these bold, these ridiculous these <laughs> prayers that seem silly. So you might notice that on each table there is paper and there are envelopes. So the way I'd like this to go is if you're willing to take this leap of faith, this step, and, and pray some bold prayers, I want you to write your prayer on your piece of paper in a minute, not just yet, and then put it in the envelope. And there's a couple of things that are going to go on. Um, You can either seal your envelope if it's something private and you don't want anybody to read it, or you can leave it open, and then we're going to keep praying for that with you over the next few weeks. But the whole idea is we're going to take the envelopes, we're going to keep them until the first week of January, um, and then we are going to bring them back uh, here for you to take back and to see if, that your prayer has been answered. Um, now, if you're not sure where you're going to be in the first week of January, that's okay. We can also post your uh, letter, your envelope back to you. So if you're not sure if you're going to be here in January, just write your address on the, on the envelope and we'll, we'll post it back to you. So just to, to recap, um, seal your envelope if it's private. If you don't seal it, we'll assume that you'd like us to pray for it as well and if you're not sure if you'll be here for week of jan then just drop your address on it and we will post it to you is that clear any questions fantastic